Mr. Warren Hayes. And it's Monday. So that means that this is the edition of Monday uh, of the Mr. Warren Hayes show where we do the Monday Night Raw recap. And we are talking, we are going to be talking about the January 28, 2019 edition. And what an edition we had this evening. Lots of stuff happening, lots of ups and downs. I was, you can see the Warren board is a little, little empty. Because there's a lot of stuff going through my mind. You know, I usually like to put like a, maybe a quip or maybe, uh, you know, something that uh, uh, acts as, a, as an abstract to a certain event uh, that happened during the course of the evening. But uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm not sure. I, there's, there's just so much stuff. So I drew a blank. I drew a complete and utter blank. That's crazy. Of course, if you're if I'm talking about the Warren board right now, it's because you're watching live right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Perhaps, perhaps you have no idea what I'm talking about. Because I do these live. I record these live. And maybe you're what you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application because the I I re, I rip, <laughs> I tear asunder the audio. Of, uh, of every recording here, of every uh, live stream, and I put it in podcast form on your favorite podcast application. I'm there. I'm there. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. I'm there. So you can also watch that there. So if you're listening right now, now watch, listen, right? So if you're if you're listening, you have no idea what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the Warren board. Now, before we go on, before I start saying hello to everyone who's joining live here in the chat, I'm I'm going to get this out of the way because last week, I you know, it's a, it was a busy week. Uh, lots of podcasting had to be done. It was a big week of WWE programming. And I wore my Becky, my Becky shirt, my Becky t-shirt that I'm wearing right now. I wore it quite a bit to the extent that some people wonder if I do the laundry. Now, I wasn't planning on wearing my Becky Lynch t-shirt tonight, people. I actually had something else. I have it. Look, I have it right here. This is the t-shirt I, I was wearing. I, I was wearing and I was wearing. It's my white lung t-shirt. White lung uh, rock band. I don't know if you've heard of them. Their album Paradise is actually quite good. That was what I was wearing. And as I was sitting down, I was like, man, I, I, I cannot not wear my Becky Lynch t-shirt tonight. I have to. So I just took it off, ran to get the Becky Lynch t-shirt and came back. It's been cleaned. It's washed. It smells fresh. It probably smells as fresh as Becky smelled tonight. Probably. That'd be my guess. So you can all tone it down. Don't get too excited. I have other clothes. But that being said, I want to say hello to everyone who's in the chat here this evening. We have Mr. Fretz who's here, Kevin, Jason, who were here very early on, John, of course, Anthony from Smart to Death, uh, Kristen Ashley, editor-in-chief of Diva Dirt, is here as well. Uh, we got Hawkeye, who just popped in, Bert, and Jam, Joe Anthony, who, lucky, lucky him, does... Does not have to eat any shorts live on my stream since Finn lost this weekend. <laughs> so there we go. I'm glad everyone is here, and uh, you know, and if you want, if you do 
want, if you feel like it, you can give this video a, a thumbs up. Google likes that kind of stuff. And you can tweet out the link, send it in your Facebooks or whatever kinds of social media that you use. You can do that. Uh, tomorrow is Tuesday. So as you know, SmackDown Live recap will be happening right here on MrWarrenHayes.com. Not MrWarrenHayes.com. Why do I think I own YouTube? This is not the first time I mess up. For some reason, I have this impression that I own YouTube. Thank God I don't. That'd be annoying, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, YouTube.com slash MrWarrenHayes. Right here, we're going to be talking about uh, SmackDown Live. That's tomorrow evening, Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, FightfulSelect.com. The premium service of Fightful.com. Combat Sports News website. The premium service over at FightfulSelect.com. I'll be doing my 205 Live NXT, NXT UK. That was a mouthful. Recap. <laughs> I'll be doing that, of course, live. I do it for FightfulSelect.com members. If you want to become a FightfulSelect.com member, go right ahead. Go check it out. It starts at $5 a month. You get a whole bunch of extra members-only podcasts. I do some. Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor, does some. Uh, Steven Jensen does. He actually... Steven does the uh, the weekender where he covers non-WWE programming. So that's refreshing and fun and exciting and cool. So go check that out. That'll be on uh, on Wednesday. And man, I've been, I've been uh, doing at least minimum one podcast since Monday last week every day. So it feels kind of weird to be like, okay, well, on Wednesday, after Wednesday, that's that's pretty much it. My God, I got nothing necessarily necessarily left on the docket. However, you know, since we are talking about Fightful.com and Fightful Select, if you do head over to Fightful.com, my girl Kristen Ashley, yeah, yeah, my girl, Kristen Ashley, she uh, she invited me uh, once again, along with Laura Morrow from uh, uh, Daily DDT. She also works, writes some articles for, uh, for Diva Dirt. Uh, she invited us both one, uh, to join her on her panel for the Division podcast, Fightful's uh, women's wrestling news and current events podcast. It was a lot of fun. We talked about we talked about Eva Marie. We talked about uh, the uh, the upcoming or the rumored. Well, no, it's not rumored. It is upcoming. Uh, search for the next WWE female superstar. Woo! Yeah, that, it was a it was a good show. It was a lot of fun. So um, so yeah, so yeah. It was a go, but go check that out. It was a good. Sh- it's a good show. It's always fun. That's something you absolutely need to do because, as wrestling fans, man, we can't get enough of wrestling. We love us the wrestling. We really do. And if you really like all that kind of wrestling, well, you know what you have to do. You have to head on over to PowerSlam.tv. PowerSlam.tv is a service, a streaming service that has over four thousand hours of wrestling programming and from extraordinary independent wrestling organizations, promotions like Defy Wrestling out in Seattle, who got a little bit of buzz with that AEW rub, right? Uh, uh, bar wrestling. You also have uh, Smash Wrestling up here in Canada. You have some uh, old Rev Pro stuff. You go check that out. There's a ton of stuff. There's, there's really a ton of stuff that is sure to tickle your fancy. And if you do, if you feel like checking it out, you head on over to powerslam.tv. You sign up and you you use the promo code Warren Hayes. Not Mr. Warren Hayes. Just one word, just not two, not two words, just one word. You put that in, you get wham bam. 
30 days free so you can check out all the good good stuff that is in there so check that out powerslam.tv promo code warren hayes yeah why don't you go do that and i want to thank power slam for reaching out some cool fellows right there i may or may not be biased <laughs> now before we get into the to the raw uh, recap there's one thing i want to do here tonight you know uh, I just want to touch on two things about the Royal Rumble yesterday. Uh, I, I want to two things that got me really, really pumped. The first thing uh, was one of the the big standouts for me was the uh, presence, the return of intergender wrestling in WWE. I mean that final with Nia Jax. Who I mean, you know, it wasn't like oh an accidental clothesline was it no. She went after dudes, and the dudes went after her. That was really, really interesting. And, of course, you know, there's a lot of debate going around, and there was some boxing promoter that popped up. And you know, But there is this crowd, right? They're like, oh, but realistically, realistically, a woman could never beat a man, you know? It's like, and then I asked, you'd ask those guys and say, well, did, did realistically, does, is Undertaker uh, a zombie? Does he does he really draw his powers from an urn? Did you buy into that, friend? You know, it, do you think Mick Foley really is schizophrenic and has three different personalities? But you know, the, the boxing promoter he meant he talked about. Uh, he said you know that WWE is promoting domestic violence, and that is the coldest coldest take ever. And I tweeted this out earlier today, but I want to I want to put this out there on video for posterity. So that everyone knows where I stand on this, because I feel it's important to 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 be clear. When the, this whole argument, where it 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 promotes domestic violence, promotes women beating up uh, men, beating up on women, uh, abusing them physically, it's of course it's nonsense, and it's a tangent that does not make sense because in the context of uh, of a uh, of domestic abuse, for instance, there is a victim. There is an unwilling participant. It is not a question of. Uh, it is a question of power of being, of one placing oneself over the other. Whereas in an intergender match, you have two adult willing participants who enter a match as equals. Right? As fighters, wrestlers, competitors, call them what you want. But that's what it is. And that's the main difference. And that's why the, 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 um, the abuse thing is garbage. Every single time I hear it. It's absolute garbage. Not to mention that it's very low-key sexist. Assuming that, you know, it's always women who are in positions of domestic abuse. I don't want to get... That, that's as far as I'm going to go. For now. But I, want, I got excited for, for some, uh, some intergender wrestling. I thought that was really cool. Kevin in the chat says, I'm pretty confident your average woman would demolish me in a fight. I'm a string bee. Same here. Same here, Kevin. <laughs> um, 
so that's the first thing I want to talk about. The second thing, the second thing that I have to talk about just before we get into Raw about the Royal Rumble last night, and I, it's one thing that I realized this evening. I was like, this is something we haven't talked enough about. Yes, you know what? Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. She entered the Royal Rumble because Lana hurt her leg, and she entered. She wanted to take Lana's place, and she was asking to take the place to an official, to a WWE official. An official, none other than Fit Finley. Now, folks, this is something that we have to come together on and we have to think about. Had it not been for Fit Finley accepting, saying yes, as my role as an official, I endorse this, Piggy would have not have entered the Royal Rumble. So, you know, I think this is being set aside a little too much. I think it's being put on the back burner. Burner. So ladies and gentlemen, I declare today, January 28, 2019 to be Fit Finley Appreciation Day. Fit Finley, ladies and gentlemen. Born January 31st. Oh goodness, it's a few days away from his birthday. January 31st, 1958 in Belfast, Northern Ireland. So you know he's a tough guy. He's been wrestling for years, started his career in the 1970s. He's probably best known in for his tenure in WCW, where he was the WCW television champion. However, he has been the US champion in WWE as well, acting now as a producer, agent, call it what you will, Fit Finley. Fit Finley, we salute your contribution to making wrestling great, to making the main event at WrestleMania, awesome. Fit Finley, this is your day, your appreciation day, Mr. Finley. Mr. Fit Finley, thank you. All right, let's get rid of all this shit. All right. <laughs> uh, I spent a little too much time doing this. <laughs> Getting this ready. Okay, what are we doing? Are we going to do Raw? Are we going to talk about Raw? I think I need a, a drink here. Let's, uh, oh, wait a second. We see, uh, here I am. I'm not talking about Raw. No, 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 no. Where, where, where is what am I doing? I'm completely all, uh, we've got to do bold predictions first. Of course, of course. What's wrong with you, Warren? you got to do the bold predictions. People on Twitter t tweeting towards me. Twitter tweeting towards me, Twitty. Anyway, they send tweets out to me uh, with their boldest predictions for what will happen during the evening over the course of a, an edition of Monday Night Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go right ahead. Let's go right ahead. First and foremost, we're going to start with Red Rebel of Death, who says Seth Rollins challenges Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP Championship. Well, holy cracking smacking. That, uh, that, I don't think that works that way, but that would be pretty bold. Like, you know, if you really, if the Royal Rumble really gave you a title shot at any, any title shot, that'd be crazy. Next, Colton says, Nia Jax versus Dolph Ziggler loser leaves Raw match. <laughs> loser leaves Raw match. Uh, I think, I think Colton here may, uh, may be expressing some dissatisfaction that, um, 
that they might uh, uh, feel towards uh, these two wrestlers here, perhaps uh, wanting to... Uh, and you got to appreciate, by the way, Dolph Ziggler, who in the days leading up to the Royal Rumble was telling people, yeah, you know, my contract, so-so, I'm on hiatus right now, and then boom, he shows up at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I appreciate someone who can... who still who still takes pleasure in the, the good old-fashioned art of the work. I like it. Next, we have Kristen Ashley, who comes in and says, Brizongo interrupts a women's tag team match qualifier and wins. They go to the Elimination Chamber to win the tag team titles because WWE hates us. That is a very, very bold prediction. Not the fact that WWE hates us. I think that's spot on. <laughs> well, maybe not hates us. Maybe uh, takes us for granted. It could be. But yeah, yeah. Thank you for the, that very bold prediction, Ms. Ashley. Next, we have Mike Baker. Not to be undone by Naya. Becky shocks the world and challenges Brock at WrestleMania, which in turn causes Seth to challenge Ronda. Whoo, whoo. One thing at a time here, Mike. This is a very bold prediction. But, you know, you're not going to get intergender main events at WrestleMania just yet. Let's start by getting a women's match in the main event of WrestleMania, which may have been set tonight. We'll see. We'll, t we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, but still, very bold. And, and honestly, that's, you know, it, it, that's something that would be, that would be fun. It would be nice to hear. But, man, could you imagine? Could you imagine? The detractors, you know, those who are like, oh, women could never beat a man. You know, like, no, realistically, Becky could never beat Brock. Oh, my God. Thank you for that, Mike. It's another Mike. Rant this time. The Young Bucks and Cody arrive to save the revival from yet a Lucha House party match, but they are stopped at the ramp and forced to turn their AEW shirts inside out. <laughs> That's where they can head down the ramp. That's so very topical. I like it. That's a good, bold prediction, and those are bold predictions for today, folks. All right. All right. Let's go right ahead. We're going to jump into this one. Oh, a lot of talk in the chat. Let's see what's going on. Uh... Finley having bad takes. Kristen Ashley says he wouldn't let Victoria do some harder wrestling because she's a lady. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, didn't know that. But I mean, you, you know, whatever Fitch has done over the years, it, you know, th this was a it was a gag. You know, obviously. Just thought it's funny. And they're Irish. There's some sort of conspiracy going on with the Irish in WWE right now. Finn Balor. Anyway. All right, Seth Rollins kicks off the show. 2019 Men's Royal Rumble winner. Good for Seth. We're very happy for our, our architect, our boy. He's our boy. And he's emotional. He comes to the ring and he's emotional. He says he didn't want to do it, but he's going to do it anyway. And he points at the sign. I like that. I, I mean, you know, the, the it is sign pointing season. Of course, folks, it started. This is where we're at. Tis the season to be pointing. But um, the uh, I like the fact that Seth is just aware enough to poke poke some fun at it, you know. That was pretty fun. 
Um, he's not sure he's going to wrestle for the WWE title or the Universal title. He has to think about it. He needs to put some brain power behind that. Triple H's music hits. He comes out, gets into the ring. The, char the crowd starts chanting NXT like a bunch of good fellas and, and ladies. That was, ah, I like that. And um, Triple H gets emotional too. He says that he's proud that, Ste that Steph, Seth, excuse me, stepped up his challenge, stepped up to, uh, to his challenge, and uh, and he gets all choked up. You know, Triple H, when it comes to his promos now, he's becoming the new Ric Flair. You know how Ric Flair always cries about his promos? You know, like he always shed it, you know, when he starts talking about his legacy and stuff, he always gets super teary-eyed. Look at Triple H, look at it, look at him. He starts talking about his, you know, the people that he's trained, that he's looked after, his boys. He gets all misty-eyed. What a big softy. He's a big softy, is what he is. Um, he says, uh, so basically that's it. So uh, they, they go through the motions a bit, and Seth says, well, you know, I'm going to think about it, but, uh, you know, Triple H is like, bro, you got a show to run. You got um, to keep the ball rolling. I'm going to give it till the end of the evening to, to pick, you know. Becky Lynch, uh, her show is tomorrow, so she'll be doing it tomorrow. Oh, oh, Hunter. Oh, you sneak. Um, so basically, after this, Dean Ambrose's music hits. He comes in. He says, oh, well, you guys got a nice uh, father-son shtick going on here. It makes me sick. Calls uh, Seth a kiss ass. Uh, he says, you know, when we were driving around in banged up cars, making $500 a, a night, a week, you know, uh, uh, you and me, Seth, you know, the guys like Triple H, they didn't believe in us. You know, they didn't even want us here. Uh, and Triple H sort of calls Dean out on it. You know, oh, you want to do the brother thing? You know, the night that you turned your back on Roman and Seth, you this you want to do this now? And Dean says, this conversation doesn't concern you. Like, ooh, ooh, Dean had, uh, Dean had some teeth tonight. Uh, and Triple H says, basically, everything in this ring concerns me, right? So, uh, so basically, you know, uh, Dean requests from Triple H a match. He says, you know, basically, Seth can defeat me. I want, uh, I want a match right here, right now. Triple H says, you know, he basically, he brushes it off. And as he's exiting the ring, Dean sort of scoots between the rings, the ring ropes with him and says, why do you, why won't you do it? Do you need permission from your father-in-law? Dean, Dean tonight had probably his best promo since his comeback, or at least since his heel turn. That was so good. Everything was really good. And what was really nice here as well is that Triple H let himself, because he did concede. He said, get a, get a ref over here. And that was that. You know, Triple H didn't try to put himself over, didn't try to upstage Dean. He was like, okay, Dean, this is what you want. You're pissing me off. But uh, all right, we'll 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 do that. I'll get a ref. I liked it. I liked this start. Crowd was hot. Dean was great, and uh, Seth and uh, Triple H had a great uh, exchange as well. You felt you know you felt like it touched into their history with the authority as well, and their subsequent uh, feuds as well. No, I'm, I like this. It opened up really well. So that led us into. Uh, Seth versus Dean, first match of the evening. Seth is in control very, very, very early on. And chat, chat, let me know what you thought. 
about all of this. Seth is in control very early on. Uh, the uh, brawl to the outside. Uh, Seth hits a springboard flying clothesline off the barricade onto Dean. We get back into the ring and Dean gets in control. Some ground and pound, but then he eats a super kick. Dean avoids a first attempt at the stomp. Seth goes for a sunset flip bomb from the apron to the outside, but Dean reverses it and posts Seth twice. Get back into the ring and Dean locks in an STF. He uh, gives him a running, uh, gives uh, Seth a running knee, covers Seth, but only gets two. Seth goes for a dive, but instead he eats a right fist directly to uh, the kisser. Wheelbarrow face slam by Dean, covers Seth, only gets two. Back from commercial, Seth, Seth hits a flying cross body from the top rope. He rolls over, clutching his sides, and commentary's putting over the table spot from the Royal Rumble. So that, I like that. You know, it was an injury that took him out for like a, a, a long time during the, the Rumble. I think it was it was cool that they were, uh, that they continued on that story. A little, little more credibility there. Uh, they trade some chops in the ring. Seth hits a sling blade, hits a suicide dive, goes for another dive and hits it. The Falcon Arrow is countered, but he hits an Inziguri himself instead, I mean. Uh, then Dean goes to the outside. Seth hits another dive. Dean is completely overwhelmed. Frog Splash, is, uh, Frog Splash misses because Dean's roll, Dean rolls out of the way, gets uh, Seth up into a crucifix, covers, but only gets 2.9. Dirty Deeds is reversed with a short arm knee, followed by the buckle bomb, the super kick, and the stomp. And that is that, folks, is how you win a match a clean as a whistle. Seth Rollins picking up the victory without any uh, questions or shenanigans. This was clean as a whistle, and not only clean as a whistle, but Dean, the match, the story of the match here, Dean was outclassed. Like, they wanted to position Seth as a top-tier legitimate contender that can uh, that can completely, uh, that is on another level, that's on another tier. Well, that happened tonight. Dean sold for his buddy Seth here this evening. So there you go. Ah. So, um... Let's see what's going on in the chat here. Um, JPQ said, yeah, that, yes, that is the tick. That is a the tick pop that's over my shoulder here. Dean was quoting, uh, Anthony says, Dean was quoting uh, CCW rates in that promo $500 a week. I think that's what it was. <laughs> uh, Anthony says, I don't know, but uh, I don't know, but I want it. You want, you want $500 a week uh, eating, uh, eating um, flash tubes across the face? Sure, you. Go right ahead. If that's all, that's all it's worth to you. Um, Mr. Fred says Dean versus Triple H, please. But we've seen that before. I for WrestleMania, I want Triple H versus Batista. That's what I want. Um, JPQ says my guess is Dean versus Braun. Probably that makes sense. Um, Michael uh, Stephanie, hello by the way. Says the raw commentary tonight was sloppy at times, talking over one another. They did quite a bit like that. They felt excited. They thought uh, they felt excited. And Kevin liked this match better than their TLC match. Um, back from commercial, Dean is still in the ring. He's he got a he's got a microphone. Yes, he's sitting on a chair, a la um, Kevin Owens when he uh, when he quit 
uh, WWE. And he says, look, it's serious. I have something to say when I sign with WWE. But he gets interrupted by Tamina and Nia Jax. And Nia comes into the ring and she she's their nose to nose. They're jaw jacking. And she forms Dean from behind. And this intergender stuff is ongoing, folks. We're moving forward with this, or at least, you know, continuing to pepper. Pepper it throughout, uh, throughout the, uh, the evening. Um, or throughout the uh, all of WWE, right? Um, so, uh, so basically, you know, Seth, you know, Dean is like, he sort of wants to go at it. He's not quite sure. It's really interesting. That all of this is ongoing. Um, the you know, it, it's a it's a little too bad that Nia Jax is getting the attention for it, but you know, you know. So they're having a tag team match. Tamina and Nia Jax are against Mickey James and Alexa Bliss qualifying match for the elimination chamber that will determine the very first WWE Women's Tag Team champions so we're gonna have some qualifying matches over the past over the next couple of weeks which is good because i like matches that have stakes i am completely for this qualifying match uh tamina owns alexa uh, at the start uh, alexa hits her standing moonsault knees um with uh on tamina right tamina fights back gets her into the corner and tags naya in alexa goes back to her corner and naya has to charge uh, Alexa goes back to her corner and I think the spot here was that as Alexa goes into the corner uh, Nia charges in behind her well I don't know if it was Alexa that went too quickly or Nia who was taking a little bit too much time I don't know but Alexa was like literally in the corner and she wasn't tagging anyone in and she got um, she got uh, she got crushed nonetheless uh, but uh, you know with a little um, she got crushed, nonetheless. Um, so, uh, so Alexa goes for the moonsault knees. I lost my place in my notes. Alexa goes for her, uh, the moonsault knees again on Tamina, uh, but, uh, but misses. Uh, Tamina gets a kick in, covers Alexa, but only gets two. Uh, Alexa does a sunset flip off the corner, covers Tamina, uh, but again, only gets two. And she does that again a little later on in the match, the exact same spot. There's also a spot where Nia Jax just sits on Alexa's face. You know, like she, 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 she hip attacks her and then just sits on her face. Um... Finally, uh, finally, Mickey James gets the hot tag. She hits a seated senton on Tamina. Some strikes follow. Head scissors take down. A neck breaker covers, but only gets two. Match comes to an end when um, uh, when Naya has Mickey James in a Samoan uh, has her up for a Samoan drop. Alexa Bliss is on the top rope, uh, and uh, it's on the top turnbuckle. And Naya goes over to put Alexa on top of um Mickey James so it's a double Samoan drop and that gets the win and they qualify Tamina and Nia Jax go forward no big shock there no big shock there 
Um, hey, Andrew Thompson's here. How you doing, Andrew? What is the... Okay. Oh, goodness. Okay. We're, we're, Andrew Thompson and, and Kristen Ashley from Fightful and Diva Dirt are uh, fighting. Well, they, they want to fight each other. They're setting a, you know, there's a feud. They're going after each other. And um, it's getting pretty heated in the chat right now. <laughs> we get Kurt Angle, who's backstage, and he's talking about losing his job to Baron Corbin. He talks about being humiliated against Drew. He's visibly shaken. He says it took him a long time to get over that match, but, you know, he's back on top. And now, you know, the only person who was going to be, uh, the only person who's going to be going, uh, who's got to be worried tonight about being humiliated is Baron Corbin. And that's what we get. We get Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin, which is some sort of blow off for this feud that we kind of forgot existed. Um, Baron has a microphone uh, as uh, as he comes to the ring uh, or at, in the ring and he starts berating Kurt, says he's going to humiliate him just like uh, Drew did. And Angle attacks with the, he hits a German suplex right off the bat. Corbin does the slide around the post thing. Running back in with a clothesline. Uh, he chokes Angle against the ropes, beats him down. Angle fights back with his triple German suplexes, covers, but only gets two. By the way, commentary here, and maybe this is what we were talking about a little earlier on. Uh, um, commentary is going absolutely ballistic at this point with Corey Graves sticking up for Baron Corbin and, uh, you know, giving him reason, uh, as, or at least, you know, Michael Cole and Renee Young are sort of saying, you know, well, Raw was in such bad shape because of Baron Corbin and Corey Graves is, you know, on the opposite side of the spectrum, you know, saying, you know, he he saved Raw from Kurt Angle. He got he got the keys to a broken house, you know, something like that. And man, they are just going crazy. And Graves is into it. Like he said, can I finish my point? Can I finish what I'm saying? It's kind of like when I when I talk with Anthony and Kristen in our in our DM group. It's like, can I can I say something? Can you guys let me talk? Because I'm I'm very demure, you know. I don't I you know I have a very small uh, very small ego. Uh, I don't take a lot. I don't take up a lot of room. <laughs> but they were going crazy here, and 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 I agree with Michael. That's what he was talking about. You know what he said earlier in the chat. There was there's part part of it was entertaining, but there was another part. I was like, wow, you guys are really going nuts with this. You know, even getting Michael was like, why don't you just admit, you know, Baron Corbin's your best friend. He's my best friend. Wow. Anyway, uh, match comes to an end when uh, Kurt Angle hits uh, eats, I should say, a really particularly nice deep six by Baron Corbin. I always like, I always like the. Uh, I always like the deep six. I think it's a good move. And it works for Baron as well. <laughs> and Corey Graves, when when he gets the pin, Corey Graves goes, ha! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, we see Finn Balor. He's backstage. He's apparently, he's quite uh, visibly in, in, in some, uh, some amount of pain. And he, uh, and he comes, uh, he comes to, he, he's coming to the ring and, uh, he doesn't do his his uh, his usual entrance with the arms and everything because he's hurting. Why is he hurting? Well, if you don't know why he's hurting, is because you you didn't watch Royal Rumble. He lost to Brock Lesnar. He went, you know, he's banged up. 
he uh, he says, look, no excuses, Brock Brock beat me, and then he beat me again after. And, uh, you know, uh, Finn says he's never seen speed and power like it, and today he's hurting for it. And he says, I'm not standing here with my head hung low. I have my head held high. Brock uh, beat him again after the match because he made Brock Lesnar believe, believe that he could do it. And like I said, I joined Anthony and Kyle over at Smart to Death last night after Royal Rumble to do uh, a recap. Um, you know, the... Um, uh, the story of the match was how Finn Balor was able to get Brock Lesnar off his game. Like there was, the match did not end with an F5. The match did not have Suplex City. Uh, Brock was completely out of his element. He was uh, was confused. He had to end the match with a Kimura. He had to pull other stuff out to try and win. So, uh, so there you go. So there you go. Bobby Lashley's music. Bobby Lashley's music hits. I do English. He's with Leo Rush, who says it's it's a disgrace that a twerp like you got a chance at the Universal Title, which I think is hilarious <laughs> because Leo Rush is so he's so tiny, and I think it's funny that he's calling people twerps. I hope that becomes a thing. You know, to all the bigger guys, even though they're not as big as Bobby Lashley, you know, not a lot of people are. He just points it out. He says, You're big. I'm, he's bigger, faster, stronger than Brock Lesnar will ever be. That ass whooping last night will be nothing to compare to what Lashley would do to you. And Lashley attacks him, slams him down a couple of times. Uh, it kind of feels like a step down. It kind of feels like a step down. You know what I was actually expecting or uh, anticipating, looking for? Um... Excuse me. You know what I was, uh, what I was actually kind of, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, a, it's been a long day, folks. <laughs> my, 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 um, my concentration is a little shot. Um, and I'm doing my best to stay, to stay focused. That's why I did the Fit Lee stuff because I, I'm just all over the place. So um, I was really looking, here comes my Finn Balor take. I was really looking forward I, or I was hoping that because of the beatdown after, that they would continue to elevate Finn by continuing the feud with, with Brock, and that Brock would want to continue. Be like, no, 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 we're not done. Like, I have to beat you. I can beat you more than this. Because Brock's story has been like, one, one pay-per-view, one feud, next. One pay-per-view, one feud, next. That's always what it's been. Um, and uh, so, so basically... Uh, that's what I was actually hoping would happen. Well, we're moving on to Bobby Lashley. Anyway, we'll see. We shall see. Um, Jason Campbell says, "I don't why they, I don't get why the uh, I don't get why they don't reserve. Re I don't get why they don't reverse the decision anymore after they attack you after the match." That doesn't, it does, doesn't happen. It doesn't happen very often, but you know, like the referee's decision stands, right? That always, uh, that always happens. Um, now hang on a second. There's some slander here going on. Anthony says, Christian and I watch impact, which is why we're better than Warren. I have started watching impact since it started streaming on Twitch, by the way, because I, there was, 
how how the hell do I get the pop network or even worse the the what's it called the pursuit network here in Canada? You get your D level tier American stations. You can keep them. Thank you very much. As far as D level networks go, here we have the CBC. And no, I did not say cunt, Kristen. I may be uh, my convert my concert my concentration might be a little shot, but I did not say cunt. Thank you for being here. <laughs> the revival, the revival defeated Zach, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, who are back as a team officially. Um, it was a quick match. Uh, you know, nice to see Ryder and Hawkins back in. The minute that they started, um, when I say they, I mean commentary. When they started talking about how uh, a loss here would break Hawkins' streak, his losing streak, I was like. Mm. I'm not going over. So I wonder what the story then is going to be here. I, like, I don't know what the story is going to be. I really don't. Why would Zach team up with his loser partner? Unless Zach motivates him. Maybe there's going to be like a feel-good story. Maybe this will culminate into, uh, into Kurt Hawkins breaking his, his, um, his losing streak. I mean, that's what we want. And if they can make it a feel-good story... Why not? Anyway, the match, this match here ends with the, a Shatter Machine by the Revival. Who didn't get an entrance, a proper entrance? They got a jobber, a jobber entrance. What are you going to do? We're going to talk about the Revival another week. Daniel Bryan is backstage with Eric Rowan. And he's there just in case, you know, Seth decides to, uh, just in case Seth decides to uh, call out Daniel Bryan. He, he says, you know, that he would have defeated AJ Styles regardless of the presence of Eric Rowan. And if Seth uh, chooses me, uh, we, he says by saying we, but he, he, he meaning he and, and Eric Rowan, but he corrects himself. He says, I will end all of Seth's WrestleMania dreams tonight. So there we go. Okay, here we go. We're going to start uh, the semi-main event. Elias is in the ring and he's playing something very mournful. Like, oh, oh, Elias, Elias is a little sad. It was lovely. Like it, was, it was a nice little riff that he got there. But I felt a little bad for Elias. It was, what's wrong? What's wrong, buddy? You want to you wanna get another scarf? You want, me to, you want me to wrap another scarf around your neck? Do you want you want maybe some, some beard ornaments? Or maybe some, some beard wax? You need a little more beard wax, Elias? What's the problem? And he starts shitting on the audience. You people should be giving me standing ovations when I arrive. You should be tearing up. There should be signs everywhere, across every arena, across every globe, he said. But, and the audience starts standing up. They're chanting for him. They, they do the Seven Nation Army chant with Walk With Elias. They do the We're Not Worthy. And he says, "It's no, it's too late. You're not wor worthy for this. And to think I used to write songs for you people, these songs I'm going to be writing for me, and you better believe it. And I'm like, what? They're killing, they're killing the face turn? After, what is it now? Are we a month in? Five weeks since Vince McMahon and company said we're going to listen to the audience. The audience wants to cheer for Elias. 
You sat tonight. They're refusing to do it. They didn't go, they didn't cheer against them. Or they didn't jeer, I should say. They didn't boo. It was like, no. Oh, so no, they were like, okay, we're sorry. Look, we're standing up. We're giving you the ovation. We're not worthy. Oh, this is so tone deaf. And the problem here, all right, and then, then the shenanigans ensue because then Jeff Jarrett comes out with a guitar and he starts talking about slap nuts. He says, and, and, then, and then goddamn Road Dog comes out and does his his DX shtick. The Attitude Era is back, folks. Jeff Jarrett, Road Dog are there doing their edgy stuff. And then Elias beats them up with the guitar. And that is that the he and he's he's the he's supposed to be the heel. I was fine. I don't want to see these guys come out and do their old stuff, especially not Jeff Jarrett. No disrespect to his contributions to the business. But uh, go around singing my baby tonight. It's it's not even it's not even the song isn't even all that entrenched in the psyche of the uh, of the common or regular even the some some hardcore fans. It's not it's not like oh yeah that song. It's not like real American or uh, you know even Mean Gene doing Tutti Fruity. That's something we, remind, we remember more than... Anyway. My point here is that they decided to pull back on the heel, on the babyface turn before giving him a babyface push. A real babyface push. He has lost to Baron Corbin twice in succession. How is that supposed to keep him over? How is that supposed to make him go? I was saying... You guys know, been listening. He still had a little trouble with his offense in the ring, trying to become explosive, because I think his the offense that he was used to was more methodical and slow, uh, uh, more ground-based. You have to be more explosive when you're a babyface, and he was getting there. We didn't even have time to properly savor the heel, the face turn, and it worked, and people were still were still good for it. They better have something planned because I don't understand why they're pulling it, pulling it away from us so soon. And especially without really putting any legitimate effort into it because every feud he's been in as a babyface, he's lost. And I still think he's, he, he was bulletproof and people would still cheer for him and be happy to see him. All I can only hope at, from this point on is that the WWE audience does something a la Becky Lynch and just refuse, refuse to boo him. I don't know. But it's weird. It is weird, way, 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 way weird. I don't understand what they're trying to do. Uh, let's see here. Andrew Thompson says, uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Elias and that guitar on a pole match at Mania 35 is going to be hell. Oh. See, that's the thing, Andrew, is when you, when you pronounce stuff, when you put it into the universe, sometimes the universe listens back. 
Uh, let's see here. Um, Mizzy's in the chat. Uh, nice to see you. Uh, Babaruski says, no EC3. And you're right. You know, that's right. There was no EC3 tonight. There was no EC3 in the Rumble, which I kind of thought would be would have been a good moment to put him in. Man, is he going to end up in that limbo where they call up people and they just leave him hang around for a while? I don't know. Um... There you go. We had another match here this evening, which was Natalia and uh, what um, we had Natalia actually and Dana Brooke meeting up in, in uh, meeting up saying, you know, well, apparently Ember Moon is injured. So uh, Dana's telling Natalia that she's going to be her partner for the evening and that she's better than uh, she's better than Ember. Don't you worry? I'm even better than you. And I'm like, okay, setting a feud is and. Is Ember legitimately injured? Does she really have a... I mean, she did last a long time in the ring, in the Royal Rumble last night. I didn't notice anything anything egregious. Hopefully she's okay. And then we get a Mojo Raleigh promo. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, WWE is listening to the audience. You know, the people that we want to see. New faces, old faces, you know, or... We're listening, folks. You know, all of us, millions and millions of Mojo Raleigh guys, are you hype bros. That's, uh, that's what we were waiting for. <laughs> so we actually get the match of Dana and uh, Dana Brooke and uh, Natalia versus uh, the Riot Squad, or at least made up of Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. A uh, quick little match here. Um, uh, Sean, Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful was reporting that uh, uh, the scripts were handed out very, very late today and they were having timing issues throughout the entire evening. And uh, unfortunately, this match got uh, uh, shortened in time uh, and it showed. I think it, it could have uh, used a little more time. Uh, match basically ends with a, uh, um, with a distraction that allows Morgan to roll up Natalia, but Natalia then reverses that roll up into a sharpshooter. Uh, Ruby Riot causes another distraction, which then uh, uh, has Dana Brooke being shoved accidentally into Natalia while she has the sharpshooter on, which allows Liv Morgan to get the pin. Liv and Sarah move forward. I wonder if they're going to establish that the, the Riot Squad can do uh, Freebird rules. I think they. I think that's a privilege that they should uh, that they should enjoy. All right, I'm taking a nice sip because this is my main event as far as my commentary goes here this evening. Mm. Ronda Rousey comes to the ring now. I. I, I maybe I should preface this. I. I. I don't typically take. It depends who, <laughs> but I don't take much pleasure in the, um, I don't take much pleasure in the misery of others. And, uh, and I don't take pleasure in Ronda Rousey failing. I really don't. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I like Ronda. I like how she's progressed. I don't know what's been happening over the past couple of weeks, two to three weeks. 
It has not been glorious for her. But I'm going to focus on this. I just want to put that out there. You know, it's not, I like Rhonda, but who oh boy. She comes to the ring and everyone's chanting Becky, right? Because that's, that's what we want. Oh, how you doing? Babaruski in the chat. That's what we want. We want Becky and Rhonda at WrestleMania. It's just that simple. Becky Lynch is over like crazy. This is people are putting one and one together. So of course she comes to the ring. People are chanting Becky. But it goes a little beyond that. She opens she opens her mouth and she starts cutting her promo. She starts talking about if you can't dream big, ridiculous dreams, what's the point of dreaming at all? And the audience starts to turn on her. And this is not a question of just them chanting Becky. They're legitimately starting to boo Rhonda at this point. And she's losing her concentration, a la Warren Hayes, which is why I can't, <laughs> I can't lay into her all that much. But then again, I'm not being paid uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to talk amongst other things. If I were, I'd have no reason to not be, uh, to not have uh, proper concentration this evening. But anyway, she comes in with obviously one of, of her overly scripted promos and the reaction that she's getting from the crowd is throwing her off. The crowd is having nothing of her promo. And at some point, and this is, this is promo 101. Like, even I know this. If she says, you know, she sort of tries to laugh it off. She goes, okay, well, you got you got me to stutter. <laughs> nope, that's it. You just signed your death warrant. You just fed into, you just fed the audience right there. Oh, we got you to stutter? What else can we do? And they just started pouring it on. Pouring and pouring it on. It was becoming hostile. And she was feeling it. And she could not cut her promo. Standing there with the mic. And she was rolling it. She was, you know, playing with it. Rolling it in her hands, you know? And you could tell she wasn't acting. She was mad. She was trying to do it. She lost it. She lost her place. She lost her uh, her center. She was completely taken aback. And this, this is a promo test. Like this, let's, be, okay. I like to put over the fact that she started wrestling in March, first match in April, and that she's improved quite a bit. But you see here, this kind of stuff where the, the crowd is hostile at you, and, and you have to compose with that, you have to react with that, you have to build something with that. That's the kind of experience you get when you work indies, when you work live shows, when you work in front of 25 people in, in, in a high school gymnasium. And then you have this one guy who keeps heckling you. You can shut down or you can go after him. That, and that's one thing. This is her, her promo skills are still very rookie level and they were confirmed tonight to still be very much rookie level. 
and she's mad. Man, she came this close to just blurting out like something like, y'all need to shut the fuck up. She came this close. You could tell. She was seething. And she couldn't get her promo through. She couldn't get her, she couldn't point to the sign. She couldn't get the challenge out. She couldn't say, I am challenging someone. And when you consider what Sean was reporting, that they were they were tight on time already, well, then she's dying in the ring. She can't move. She's paralyzed. What do you think Vince McMahon is doing in the background? Vince is going, ah, get Bailey out. Get Bailey out now, God damn it. Of course. Because Bailey's music starts without there ever being a real challenge, without Ronda saying, oh, whoever's back there, Bailey just comes out. She's literally, you know, and <laughs> Kristen actually tweeted this out. She's literally, she was literally the Oscar, at the, the music that they play at the Oscars when they want to play you off. That was Bailey tonight. It's like, okay, you're done. You're done. We're moving on. Uh, let's keep, uh, let's keep the wheels uh, uh, turning here. Well, Bailey comes out and she gets a fantastic reaction and we get our match. But man, what a disaster. What an absolute disaster that promo was for Ronda. And the thing is, the thing is, is that there's only, it's only partially on Ronda. Because I'm going to equate this, I'm going to equate this to many discussions that I've had in my on my own podcast here, other podcasts. Ronda Rousey, sorry, WWE does not understand what made people gravitate to Ronda Rousey. You know, because people gravitated to her for a reason. People, you know, people. Some people are like that. People gravitate towards them. Um, so the reason, though, we gravitated towards Rhonda was because she was a badass. She would go into the cage in UFC. She'd hate, hate whoever she was fighting. No, no signs of respect. No, uh, oh, can I challenge? Do you want to challenge me? Because I really respect what you do. You want to get no. Come in, beat the shit out of her opposition, lay them lay them out in short fucking time, and just rinse and repeat. That's why people liked her. That's why she was a draw. And WWE didn't get that. They wanted to make her a baby face. The baddest woman on the planet, smiling like these, like she's the goddamn Queen of England. So, uh, so the, my, so my issue here is only so much on Rhonda because if Rhonda would, if WWE would just let Rhonda be badass Rhonda, we wouldn't be having these discussions. I'm convinced they had Rhonda be closer to what Shayna Baszler is in NXT. We'd be fine. So they had their match and, you know, there is a match to, to talk about. Ronda, uh, Ronda at some point tweaks her knee after 
uh, after a move, and Bailey goes after it with a chop block. And then Bailey, man, I think she's wrestled one of her most fun matches in a long time. Uh, she's working the leg and twisting it and all, all sorts of sideways. Um, Ronda battles back with uh, with her throws, combination offense, but uh, you know what? And I know uh, Anthony in the chat here is going to enjoy this. She's not really selling the leg. Like, bailey has been twisting the leg, chop blocking it, working at it, and she's not, she's not, you know... She just she she's standing on it and then all of a sudden ooh oh then it'll buckle. She's selling more the Sasha injury from the from the previous night than the leg, which okay is fine because that's good storytelling again. You know, uh, Seth did the same thing with his uh, um, with his own injury earlier on. Bailey uh, avoids a kick, and then uh, that I like this spot. Ba- Bailey uh, avoids a big kick, but she grabs the leg as as Ronda's delivering it, and just drops down right into a leg bar. That was nice. That was nice. Bailey does the drop kick over the corner onto the outside. It, it I don't know why she does that. It it doesn't look good anymore. She hits her top rope elbow drop and goes into the bank statement which got a bit of a pop from your boy Warren, but Ronda gets out. Ronda hits a top rope spinning slam and into the arm bar for a win, which was cool. Not some, again, see what I like, what I like about Ronda. She tries out new stuff. She's always adding. That was nice. We hadn't seen her do, do that. And then she and Becky have a, not Becky, but um, Bailey have a show of respect. Shake, they shake their hands. And for the love of God, I do not understand why Bailey just didn't pull one of these. Give it flash of the four horsewomen sign. I don't know why. I don't know why. It was it, it would have been absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. And Ron is already pissed off, you know? <laughs> Because she got she got murdered in her promo, and by the way, throughout this match, and another take I want to another hot take, folks, one that I've been saying, but I think every time that this happens, it's proven to be true. I really do believe that the audience wants a reason to cheer for Bailey. I think it's not that Bailey isn't over. I think that just no one wants to cheer for her because they don't feel. Like there's a reason to do it. Look at what happened tonight. They were into it. They were doing the Hey Bailey chants where they're singing along. That everyone used to do in NXT. And that warms my heart because I really do believe that Bailey would be over like that. You remember when she attacked Sasha last year when they had their air quotes feud? It was the same thing. She jumped on Sasha and everyone went nuts. We're just waiting for an opportunity to properly cheer for Bailey. But boy. Anyway, so let's move on. They do the sign of respect. We don't get a four horsewoman. And could you have imagined Bailey with holding up the four horsewoman sign and then Becky's music hits? Ah. But Becky does come out. And man, the reaction she gets. 
But of course, we were waiting for this. It was to be expected. She comes in and she says, the man is back on Raw. I told you I'd find a way to get back to you again, Ronnie. The last time I came on your show, I dropped you right there. And Becky is, she's enjoying every second of this. I don't know how petty she is, but I'm, I'm, I can be petty. I can be petty. And I feel like if I'm backstage and I'm about to come out and my opposition is dying, and she's dying in the middle of the ring, the audience has turned against her. It's hostile against her. If I'm coming out, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking this. This is mine. You're you're in a you're in a hole and I'm gonna I'm just gonna really enjoy this because she wow Becky throughout all of this was the man essentially it was it was the embodiment of her character here and she says you know um unlike Seth I don't need time to think I choose you suddenly thought she was gonna pull out a pokeball and then she says at WrestleMania I'm going to break your mystique i'm going to take your title and i am going to kick your ass in front of the whole world and the audience starts chanting kick her ass kick her ass so Rhonda grabs a microphone and then she starts rambling uh saying everyone you know it and i know it and everyone in here knows it that i can re-break your face Everyone in here, you know it, I know it, and everyone in here knows it, that I can kill you with my bare hands without breaking a sweat. And man, the crowd has completely turned. Now it's hostile. Now they're mad. Now they, they don't want to hear anything. She says, I've been a household name for uh, over a decade. Where have you been uh, uh, doing um, the pre-show last year while I was debuting and sealing the show? And I'm like, nah, nah, man, nah. Apples and oranges and be very, very careful. This is not, you shouldn't be going down this, this path. That's not good. And Becky, Becky is just standing there with the most beautiful, condescending smile of all time. And she doesn't flinch for a second. Rhonda comes in a little closer to her. She just ekes her neck back a little bit. Her body language was outstanding. Becky just smiles. So two things that we have to glean from here. WWE, are you listening to your audience? Are, do you have your finger on the pulse? Do you really get what's going on? If you do, turn Ronda Rousey heel. It's not that complicated. If you are hoping for a babyface versus babyface match, it's not going to happen. Becky Lynch is over. She is the most overact in your entire company. She's the baby face. Let Rhonda be an asshole. Let Rhonda sneak up from behind and, and, and try to break her face, whatever. But no more, no more of these promos where she comes, you know, I once liked to dream. No, 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 no. But we'll see. So that's the first. Second thing, that's your main event at WrestleMania. That is your main event at WrestleMania been saying it but it's even more true tonight look how electric it was in the ring and look how people are ready for it and look where they they've sided on they've sided with becky because they want to see her kick ronda's ass put that atop it's 
You close off the pay-per-view with that. WrestleMania, uh, Rousey versus Lynch. That's your main event. You kind of wonder, you know, it's like Ronda's like, <laughs> I, I can't help but feel a little bad for her though. Like she comes to the ring and she does her thing, you know, and it's like, and then Becky Lynch comes in and she's like, man, why is she here? Who let her in the building? There's a conspiracy. This is a hostile work environment. Going to go to HR. Going to go. Gonna go. Uh, gonna go complain to human resources. You know when when your workplace when you're getting harassed at your workplace, that's what you got to do. Braun Strowman before his match with Drew McIntyre shows some respect to uh, Seth for uh, winning the Royal Rumble. He says go out there and make the right choice. Well. We'll see what kind of right choice he made in a second. But as it stands, Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre is our main event match. And Drew tries to take Brock down from the get-go, but he can't. He's having a hell of a time trying to do it. Drew hits some, uh, some kicks, some chops, but eats a shoulder tackle that gets him down to the mat. Braun then does the uh, running shoulder, uh, shoulder tackle thing outside the ring. But then... Um, Drew drop kicks him and he uh, he hits the barricade. Back from commercial, Drew has him in a, in a sleeper hold, but Braun slams Drew down out of that lock. Uh, Braun's leg apparently was worked a lot during the commercial, uh, and he's favoring it quite a bit. Uh, the match comes to an end when Braun uh, goes to use the stairs on Drew, but Baron Corbin attacks him out of nowhere, so that forces the disqualification. Um... So that forces a uh, disqualification on uh, on Baron, um, not on Baron Corbin, on Drew, on Braun, on Drew. Who wins? It's Drew that wins. That's as if I don't understand how wrestling works anymore. Um, Braun fights back though. They're trying to 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 redo the uh, the injury angle, but it's not working. Braun fights back and tosses Corbin into the stairs. The crowd chants, "Get these hands!" And he does the running uh, shoulder uh, tackle on Drew, takes him down, takes Corbin down as well. But Braun gets Claymore to end this one. It was what it was. I think they're. I guess they're going forward with. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Are they? Are they? Are they still going to deliver? Try and deliver Braun versus Baron because that's not something I want to see. Drew versus Braun. Feels feels like it's done. Feels like it's a, you know, this was the match. I don't, I don't see where this would go. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Main event segment. Well, let's see what's going on in chat. I haven't. It seems to me I haven't checked. I haven't checked yet. Um. Let's see. Daniel Price was in the chat. How you doing? I'm going to... He agrees with me, so of course I'm going to talk about it. Warren uh, says... Exactly, Warren. Shayna, Duke, and Shafir are heels. Rousey has to be the heel when that feud happens. Oh, for sure. There's absolutely no way that the uh, WWE horsewomen can be heels if they ever pulled the trigger on that uh, on that feud. 
Uh, Anthony says, uh, Becky is more over than anyone has been since Daniel Bryan. Maybe more than Daniel Bryan. I don't know more, but uh, she's definitely over. Kristen agrees. The yes movement versus the man. The man is probably more over, says JPQ. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, I'm, I'm out of it. But she, yeah, she's crazy over uh, right now. Um, and Bob Ruski, uh, says, why are we reuniting the dogs of war? Why? I don't know. I do not know. I wish I knew why they do all that stuff. All right, so finally we have Brock Lesnar who comes out just as Seth is being introduced. You know, the comment, you know, the ring announcer is, uh, is calling Seth out. Is, you know, the 2019 Royal Rum Men's Royal Rumble. And then Brock's music hits. So he comes out. So what happens? What happens in Gorilla? You know, like, like Seth is in Gorilla position and he's waiting. You know, he's like, commentator's like, and now, you know. Uh, the please welcome 2019 and Seth is like he's getting psyched and and then all of a sudden the music hits and what is like Brock and Paul Heyman just like run right back pop right past them you know and Seth is like what it's my cue you know like what happens in Gorilla Paul Heyman has the mic and it says it's really easy to make choices when you don't when you only have one option and that is to challenge Daniel Bryan, Seth. And it's for your own good because Brock is dangerous. Blah, 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 blah. Burn it down. Seth comes in. He hits the ring and he attacks Brock. Seth is going for the injured midsection. Commentary said that it is, you know, Brock had his midsection injured last night at Royal Rumble. But no, I know what they're talking about. His injured midsection was the moment where Finn was driving him into the uh, corner of the um, commentary table. But it wasn't his midsection that was being attacked. It was his penis. He was getting the corners into his penis. Anyway, Seth eats five F5s. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five. Because Brock is pissed and he's about to leave the ring. And for some reason, this move where you just take one F5, knocks out Samoa Joe, knocks out Roman Reigns, knocks out Braun Strowman, just like one like that. Maybe not Roman Reigns, right? In Roman, you need a couple. But it knocks everyone out. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. One F5. This dude takes five of them. And he sort of, he leans himself up against the ropes. He's like, is that all you got? And I mean, I get it. I get it. This was fantastic. It was fantastic. You know, Seth, Seth being there, it's like, is that all you got? And of course, he runs in and uh, he being uh, Brock, runs in and gives him another F5. But um, that was... The fact that Seth was, uh, the, the fact, clarify, regaining my thoughts. The fact that Seth was on the ground and was calling for more was just a logical bookend for the evening where it started with him outclassing Dean in the match, then ending with him 
looking really strong because he ate all those F5s. And he was like, I'm still, I, I can still take some men. What's up? What's up? Bring it. And so that that's good. But, you know, it it's weird when it comes to like actually the F5s, you know, where in any other circumstance, one F5 kills a guy. In this case here five five f5s later and uh, seth is still around but yeah you know i get it i get it you want you want the challenger to be super strong i get it so it makes it makes sense in that regard so that was uh that's raw folks this is a good and bad wouldn't say it was a you know a very uh a very interesting show there's some good stuff there's a lot of the promo stuff that was really good, but uh, was a good time. I would say it was a good time. So, folks, folks, we're gonna wrap this one up. We're gonna bring this to an end. A crashing halt. I want to thank. I want to thank everyone for popping in this evening for joining the show live over on YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I want to thank you if you're watching this later here on YouTube or if you're listening to it on your favorite podcast application. Remember to come back and join me tomorrow evening right here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes for live, SmackDown Live recap. Remember to go head over to Fightful.com, listen to The Division, Chris and Ashley's podcast, which I am on. <laughs> go do that. Wednesday night, 205 Live NXT, NXT UK recap show on Fightful Select. And that's that. I want to thank once again everyone for coming in, for joining. And uh, I'll see you next time. Peace.